most people, they actually don't have a very well articulated explanation as to what they stand for. They stand for something, but they have never spent enough time with it or they let themselves off the hook. What you want to do is you want to actually create your experience around something people can't replicate, which is who you are at the core. You're listening to Toolbox for the Trades, brought to you by Service Titan a podcast for top service professionals where we interview leaders for their best tips and tricks of the trades. Learn how industry trailblazers stay ahead of the competition and how you too can be at the forefront of an industry. Let's jump in. Hello, contractors, and welcome to Toolbox for the Trades. My name is Jackie Abel, and today I am chatting with Ryan Kettering, the owner of Prolific Brand Design. Ryan believes that to create an effective brand, you don't have to start from scratch. Instead, he encourages folks to lean into their individuality and core beliefs. I hope you enjoy our conversation as much as I did. Ryan Kettering, you are the owner of Prolific Brand Design. Today, we are here to talk about how to create a brand based on one's core belief and individuality. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Welcome to Toolbox for the Trades. Thanks, Jackie. Appreciate it. I'm so excited to chat with you. I'm so happy that you're here. We're going to talk about branding for the trades. Before we do, we're going to dive into an icebreaker and I'm unleashing some new questions. So I hope you don't mind this one. I would love to know if you were a wrestler, Ryan, what would your intro song be? Uh, so for me, um, I think probably I would, it, the mainstream one would be Annie Up by MOP, which hopefully that's mainstream enough that people would know what that is, but, uh, kind of like that hype Annie Up. Anyways. Um, oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, that yeah. was like, that was one of my old, like high school football, like get, get ready to go. <laughs> but, um, actually in a podcast that I've since, uh, kind of let go, um, uh, we used to use one that a friend of mine uh, created, and uh, his name is Mose Ella, and uh, and it's a pretty cool song. But um, so I, I would use somebody more personal to me, probably. So, okay, very cool. I like that. Great answer, and great not being thrown off by it. If I really wanted to throw you off, I'd be like, "What's your wrestler name, Brian?" But we're we we're not we're not going to get into that. Yeah, <laughs> unless you have one on the top of your head. I don't know. I only. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I used to put on my screen name for things, RT, because my middle name is Thomas. So it used to be RT Ket or Kettering. And, and people would think it says Rocket. So maybe something to to that. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that could work. That could work. Also, dug myself my own bowl by asking you what your wrestler name is. I don't have my own wrestling name. So uh, we'll, we'll just move right along. Brian, <laughs> tell me, how did you get into the trains? My first job was 13. I was uh, actually did carpet cleaning for a guy in Iowa. And that was my first job to fund the business that I started, which had to do with, which I wanted to open an embroidery shop. And then I sold it and it went towards my first car. And uh, I started my first business and did that for 10 years. And that was carpet cleaning just because basically at the time, I really always wanted to do art, but I didn't know how do you make money with art? How do you, you know what I mean? So I, I had this starving artist idea in my head. And this is, you know, the carpet cleaning is a little bit, it's not quite HVAC, plumbing, et cetera, but um, it was kind of, that's where I started at. And and it opened my eyes over time to what this world is. And people need to know in high school and in junior high that these things are available. It's not just, um, you know, military or college. You don't have to sign up for 100K in debt. 
Yeah. So you had this carpet cleaning background, which by the way, we have carpet. I I know carpet cleaners. We've had folks uh, who do carpet cleaning. I don't think we've had them on the podcast, but we definitely have had them in the service Titan universe. You had mentioned before, I was an artist who didn't know how to make money through art, but now you figure out how to do that with prolific brand design. So when did you figure out, I have this gift when it comes to art and when it comes to branding, and I'm going to serve the trades? It's one of those things where I always, I probably are too smart for my own good because I always thought I knew everything. And then it's not until I got to the next level that I realized I didn't know anything. And even when I started my carpet cleaning business, 17 years old, I didn't know how to make money with it. Really, it was like I just started knocking on doors. And, you know, I just kind of learned as you went. You didn't really know starting out like how to really do anything. And this was before, you know, maps on your phone. You didn't have Blackberries and or or now iPhones. You know, all this stuff came later. And so it was like, just get out and try to talk to people and, and serve up value wherever I could. But uh, how I got into the graphics side was, um, was uh, basically after a long time, I figured out how to run a, a decent business. And I started to kind of just talk with the community a little bit, the industry, uh, the carpet cleaning industry and the, um, the wider service industry, and just kind of show what I was doing in my own business. So I, you know, I doubled down on this. And today we have a, a, a team with some great people, um, uh, a full-time brand designer, full-time layout designer. Uh, my wife does um, our project management. My brother's our full-time sales. We built a team of a uh, handful of people that do really amazing work. And I always was interested in marketing. And that's where I think it clicked for me that really the best marketed companies are the best branded companies. And I started to kind of understand what was really happening and not just what marketers want us to believe is happening, which is that spend more money, spend more money, go, go wider, go bigger, drop more money on it. And you'll do fine. It's like, no, you can actually, you know, Tesla's never spent a dollar on marketing. How are they the most valuable car uh, manufacturer if they've never spent a dollar on marketing? And so these types of questions, I would sit with them and try to figure them out. And yeah, I think we've done a pretty good job of doing that. So. Very interesting. All right. I have so many like little tidbits. First off, MapQuest, thank you so much. This is a tech owned uh, podcast. So thank you for just keeping the most up to date tech relevant on today's show, Ryan, really. This is really interesting, though, but you had a carpet cleaning business and you had likely a very good brand and good marketing because it's something you were intuitively good at. You started helping other contractors. And when it came to choosing which rabbit to chase as you chose that because that was more aligned with your interests and what you wanted to do. I think that's so interesting. And I love what you just said about that. Your brand is not your logo. Uh, Kind of like eyes wide, like aha moment here. And when we you and I first talked you said that the easiest way to build a good brand is just be more of you. And that's what I want to really talk about on today's show. So explain that concept to me. What does it mean when you say a good brand is just being more of you? Yeah, well, so there's kind of two ways that people that come that I initially talked to about branding, they're looking to do something, two typical ways that they look at things are like, I just want what I want. And uh, I want to, you know, it's all going to be about me or the other side is like, I just want to build it for my customer. I just want to make money and I don't care what it looks like. Like, I don't care if I like it. I don't care if, you know, my brand, my logo, I don't care about anything. I just want it to be for the market. And what I try to do is, is help people see it's not about just you or just them. It's like building a bridge between. So it's a relationship, but it starts with, you know, I think a lot of us have spent a lot of time figuring out who our customers are. So it's like, we got that side right. And we know for we are well enough to live it out every day. There's a few levels of knowing something. One is knowing about something. What is knowing how to do something? And then the third level is knowing how to teach someone else or be creative enough to be aware of what you're doing so you can teach it and evolve on it and things like that. 
And so that's what we're trying to help people do is like, are right, you live you out every single day, but you don't know how to be more of you because you haven't articulated it and clarified it um, and built systems around it to teach another individual like your team or give what we call anchor touch points to your customers so that they can latch on to who they are. And when they refer you, you have a systematic way that you've sort of planned out, you've choreographed how they're going to talk about you. And if you've done over well, they, you know, talk about you in the ways that you want them to. Your brand is what you people say about you, but your branding is you trying to sort of uh, coordinate, <laughs> manipulate that. So they say the things you want them to say and think the things you want them to think about you and associate you with the right things. But basically, you know, a lot of people hear something like, you know, you have to be different. And they think, well, how am I supposed to do something that no one else has ever done? And I think that's the question that most people think. And so I, I shift the question that people think and to, instead of saying, well, how do I be different and do something that no one's ever done before to saying, look, if you believe that you're inherently unique, like I do, all you have to do to be different is not be doing something no one's ever done before. No one's ever seen before. Cause we've all had those ideas where you search online and we're like, Oh, I just got this new invention idea. Or I have this new thing. And we're like, I bet no one's done this. And you, every single time someone's always done it. Right. And so that's hard for people. But when I shift in and say, look, what if we just assume you're already unique because I believe you are. And what if we could just double down on who you are? What if we could take who you are and double down on that so that you can be unique through being the same, the same as who you mm -hmm. already are. And so basically it's a counterintuitive way to look at differentiation, which is that true differentiation is created through sameness and the sameness based on who we are. And so we use ourselves as a stamp. I call it a fractal brand identity system. Uh, there's also a, a workbook on our website people can get for free, but um, it's like you, you take who you are like a stamp and it's like, how many times can I stamp myself on every interaction, every really? impression, every touch point? So that essentially you create this fractal or self-replicating thing to where if you want to come together with another person, you need to be pointing at the same thing. Interesting. Okay. So I really like this for, for a big reason, right? Like I wrote down when you were talking about it's finding uniqueness through sameness almost, which feels like that doesn't make sense, but it's doubling down on who you are and what you stand for. And what I really like about this, what I think is tempting about this is that you don't really have to do much changing. I think, especially in the age of social media, especially in the age of you know, having more access than ever to what our competitors are doing or what people we admire are doing. You know, we're constantly comparing ourselves to people that we want to be like and comparison is the thief of joy. And what I really like about your approach is that it looks inward and it focuses on like, what am I already good at? Now, you, you like kind of hinted at this with the, the end of your last answer. I know from personal experience how hard it is to be objective about myself. And I can only yeah. imagine the same is true for service entrepreneurs who are trying to be objective about like, what the heck does Roy's heating and plumbing stand for? Like, I don't know. So I really would love to know, like, how do you work with clients to identify who they are in order to create a brand? Yeah. So, you know, when people have the Simon Sinek start with why TED Talk is the most TED watched TED Talk of all time. It's something like, I don't know, 20 million views or something more. It's a 15 minute talk. If you haven't seen it, you can check it out. Um, you can just search for that. But most people, they, they watch that talk or they read the book and they're like, okay, I know my why. It's my family. And I'm and like, they feel good about themselves, I guess, because, you know, you come off that like speaker high of like just what was talked about. You just want to fill in an answer so you can move on and feel like you've sort of completed the open loop that the speaker's made for you. Um, sure. But, you're like, check. 
family. <laughs> exactly. Done. I'm so good at this. Yeah. Time to yeah. Now, I, now I'll be the next Apple because I figured out. But the thing is that most people, they come up with their family. Like almost everybody says, my family is my why. And that's not, I've never found that to be true. Not with one person. Um, and the reason why is that your family is a who, not a Can I just why. say, can I just say, if I had a hot take button, like a sound effect, I would put it right after that. Right after you said that. <laughs> hot take. It's never family. Hot take from Ryan. All right. Sorry. Continue. Yeah. It's, you know, people, it's a cop out because if it just doesn't make sense. If, if your why was your family, you would never leave your house. You would basically plant like tomatoes and get chickens in your backyard. You'd never leave your home. You'd just stick with your family. You'd never talk to neighbors. You'd never go out in the world and do anything. And so the evidence would show that, that that's not true. Now, your why could be family. The concept of family is a value. But again, I think most people actually go still wider than that. They typically, the, the, the smallest version of this is come, usually comes down to something with community building or something like that, where people are trying to solve a problem, build, uh, you know, have some sort of idea or belief about community or family in general that they're trying to chip away at. But, um, but really, I, I tend to kind of back up and start with why do you care? Because a lot of times people talk about purpose and why, and people know that they need it because they know it inside of them at their core before anybody you know, talk, any guru talked about it, they, we all know we need purpose, right? And so people per perk up and they want to hear, they want their, their ears tickled about it, but a lot of times they don't actually know what to do with that. And that can be discouraging because they, they know it's important, but they don't know how to figure it out and they don't know how to apply it because they haven't put any clarity around it. And so usually I try to get people excited about the fact that people actually use this for making money, for connecting with people, for having impact, et cetera. Um, and I, I, and one of the things that I try to, to help people to create is what I call anchor touch points. So we talk about this in our strategy calls with people, but basically an anchor touch point is like a, it's basically a, a touch point, it's, but it's, a, it's specifically designed to try to anchor you um, or your brand uh, to the client uh, by some sort of, sort of anchor, like a, a physical object. You want to anchor your brand to a physical object, to an idea, to a phrase, like a tagline, something like that, right? And one of the things you can try to anchor yourself to is your, your core belief. Chick-fil-A, uh, their core belief is about being a great servant to others. And so just to kind of frame this for people, because if I get into figuring out what your why is and people don't know how to apply it, maybe they won't be as excited. But just a couple of examples, like Chick-fil-A, when they, when they, they're actually the only fast food restaurant. A lot of people haven't sat and kind of been a nerd like me and sit there and look at the brand and the touch points at all these businesses. But um, you can't get your own drink at fast food at, at, at uh, Chick-fil-A. Every other fast food restaurant you can get your own drink at. Now, why is this important? Well, because if you were allowed to get your own drink, they would have a self-serving drink station in their lobby, but their company core belief is around serving others. And so when they were going to looking at the, the industry standard, the industry best practices on how to build their restaurants, someone was smart enough to say, where should the, where should the self-serving, self-serving drink station go? And somebody said, hey, why are we going to have a self-serving drink station when that's literally the opposite of what we're about? And so a very simple system is to put that behind the counter. And now it forces systematically for the, the team members there to treat others in the way that they want to be treated uh, and the people to receive a particular type of service in a way that they want to happen. And so a lot of times people think of systems as being hard because it's like, well, I can't get our people to do your stuff. That's because your system's not good enough. Your system it should be basically unbreakable. A brand promise and anchor touch points, they should be nearly impossible, if not impossible, to actually do the wrong way for someone. And so you don't want to leave that up to others. You want to leave it up to the system 
Um, and as people just go along their regular jobs, this, it just kind of works it, itself out. So Chick-fil-A being, uh, and remind me, what's their mission again? To be a servant of, say it again? I say it's to, ha- it, it, they, they believe that people need the heart of a servant, more people need the heart of a servant. And that, that's something that I've come up with based off of outward looking in, because typically you don't actually voice your core belief out in the world. You voice it internally to get external action. And so as you look around, you won't find this concept really being talked about. I'm talking about it because we're helping internal stuff, but on the outside, you won't hear a lot of companies talk about it, but you sure. hopefully feel it. You know what I mean? You, you sure. experience so- it. This message, that guide, this like guiding principle of what is my brand, you know, being a servant. So, you know, being an excellent example of a servant. So we're going to put the soft serve, we're going to put the drinks behind the counter because we will always serve our customers. Mm-hmm. So that action is an anchor touch point of mm-hmm. the brand, which is, you know, we are a servant to our customers, essentially. Just trying to put exactly. the, the example to the theory that you're putting out here. Exactly. Yeah. And if you string together several of those. Um, Because the old way to do brand promise was like, enterprise will pick you up. And it's just like one thing, and that's what we're hanging our hat on. Problem is today, people can rip off one thing really easily. So what you want to do is you want to actually create your experience around something people can't replicate, which is who you are at the core. People cannot be you as much as they try. want to try because they'll never know what happens. They don't ever know the motivations or all of the pieces or whatever. And typically their business isn't created in a way that can sustain whatever you're doing, right? When Delta tried to do what Southwest did, they almost went bankrupt originally when Southwest came out because people cannot copy everything. You can take one little page, but not the whole book. They just can't keep it up. And so if you do it right, what will happen is people will go through your experience and they'll say, wow, this is amazing. This is great. Like they'll feel something and then they will want to do something. They'll want to use your service again. They'll want to tell somebody, whatever. And hopefully maybe if it's good enough, they'll even take one of your anchor touch points. And when they when they tell somebody around about you, it'll give you proof. So everyone says we're the best. We have the our guys are trained. We're licensed. We're insured. We're, we do you know phenomenal work. We answer the like everybody says all the same stuff. But you have to get if you give if you just simply just give proof. All of a sudden it becomes real and it becomes something mm. that's that's meaningful. The best ideas in the history of the world are cliches, right? Why are they cliches? Because everyone knows them to be true. Everyone knows we should do these things. The golden rule, whatever. But all these different, there's many cliche things, ideas, beliefs, whatever. Action is the difference. And so what you want to do is you want to be, you want to be intentional about creating actions around your things, which are probably cliche because all, like, there's no, no, no new ideas under the sun, right? So it's like, um, you're not going to come up with a idea or belief that no one ever has had in life. The goal is not to be clever. The goal is to be clear, articulate, and then take action on the thing. And so Chick-fil-A will string together a hundred of those types of little touch points and we come out leaving feeling different than otherwise. And a lot of times we can't, as a consumer, we don't know what happened. We just know we'd want to go there again. Sometimes you'll give them a little anchor touch point. Like for instance, the Doubletree Hotel, um, they have the warm cookies in the lobby. All okay. That's And um, 34% of times where people mention Doubletree online, they also mention the word cookie. So why, why is this the case? Well, it's not because of the cookies because they can go to the next door at, you know, Wendy's or, or 7-Eleven get a cookie, right? So it's not about the cookies. What is it about? It's about what the cookie symbolizes and what it stands for. And that is a greater part of what the company stands for. And so when you give somebody a tangible anchor point to grab onto, it, it allows them to articulate it to someone else without having to get to the emotional side because we can't articulate our emotions. We can only articulate logic. 
So what we do is we give a logical thing that people can hang on to for an emotional thing that's happening to me, right? Um, and so that way you can tell somebody, you give them the evidence. It doesn't matter how big or small. It just means that it, as long as that evidence is meaningful to that person, as long as you, your company can repeat it so that you can keep, you know, so it's going to be true for the next person and that it's unique, uh, then it's, it's, it's going to be magic. And what most people try to do is just do what everybody else is doing. And that's called a gimmick. So when you can double down on who you are to the, to the extent of, of providing extensive proof for who you are in the market, that creates magic. But if you, uh, so be more of you, magic, be more of somebody else, gimmick. And people don't like gimmicks. So we have figuring out who you are, doubling down on that to, pre- to create your brand, having these anchor touch points uh, that prove uh, who you are as your brand stand. So you've given some great examples from brands that we're all familiar with, but I'd love to hear some examples that you can share or maybe from yeah. your past company that you can share that are related to the trades. Like how should yeah, entrepreneurs be thinking about this? The system that I followed to do this is I call it the Fractal Brand Identity Framework, FBI Framework. It consists of three components, which is your core belief. Uh, your core. Your, a lot of people know that they need values, but they feel like, well, they're on the wall, but I can't remember them. My people can't remember. Your core values are supposed to define how to act like a person that believes X, your core belief, right? So that's why people are missing out on their values too, is because they're like, I don't know, you have them, but they don't really do anything. It's because you don't have them pointing at anything yet. Once you point them at your core belief, all of a sudden they work perfectly. It's the, and people, they start to, because now you're articulating one idea, you're communicating one idea, which every good piece of communication is one idea. And then it's expanded on. Like, hopefully there will be one idea from this podcast. And, you know, and there's one idea to your overarching show as a whole. It, so most people, they pick seven core values. They don't have one. They don't have one. And so, you know, if you have a hundred things that you, if there's a hundred reasons to buy from you, but you don't have one, there's a problem, right? We need one. Because everything, that, that, that's the glue for everything else. So your core belief, uh, your uh, brand personality archetype, um, there's 12 different brand archetypes. Again, people can go get the, there's a workbook that they can, we don't have time to go into all of that in, in this, but, and then your, your brand story and there's some components to that as well. And if you have those three things um, and your, your, your anchor touch points are part of your story, it's, it's actually mini stories like, hey, I got the cookie. So these are, these are many stories that are happening to uh, essentially give the essence of who you are and what you're trying to accomplish and what your promise is and these different components about you. So that fractal brand framework, um, when applied, um, it really, it's, it's what the best brands have and, and it's, and, and it can dramatically cut, you know, your marketing budgets can dramatically help you to persist in the, the minds of consumers in the way that you want in your market. It can help you to be seen by the right team members. And when they come in the door, they actually know what you stand for and feel like they're going to work for a purpose. Like I spent a third of my life uh, here. I, sh- I want to be happy and do something worth you know, while, et cetera. So uh, an example of, of that, um, Happy Hiller, uh, Hiller Plumbing down in, in, in Nashville, one of the cool things that, that, I, that I liked in there, and I, I haven't gone through this exercise with Jimmy Hiller, but um, I would gather that maybe his brand archetype is the uh, everyman brand archetype, humble, authentic, uh, likable, relatable, down to earth, that sort of thing. Those are the traits of the everyman brand archetype. And one of those things is, is, is when you have a problem thinking through the other person's suit, you want to, you know, relate to them. You're thinking through and trying to think, how can I do this in a friendly way? But, you know, there's a lot of things that you could zone in and, 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 and kind of get carried away on certain things. You look at this stuff and you're like, wow, how does somebody come up with these ways to take care of the people this way? But when you backtrack and you think through who they are and you think about the problem that they were trying to solve, it actually seems pretty simple on the back end, right? 
And what we do is we provide the system that makes sense. So it's like, all right, well, if if we're trying to be friendly, we're trying to be authentic and humble and 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 relate to people. And our guys sometimes come to work and maybe they did, you know, didn't, you know, get their teeth brushed this morning. Maybe, maybe they didn't put on deodorant. Maybe instead of like kind of downing them and saying, you know, you really got to get it together. Da, 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 it's like, hey, listen, you know, why don't you get, basically it's right there. You can't not do it, right? It's like, oh man, I forgot to do this. I'm going to do it. And then, but that's going to feel, they make them feel so much more empowered, so much better. They're not having people get down on them that like their partner for that day is like, man, you know, you got to get it together. You know, they, they did get it together because they just had five minutes on the way into work that they could just boom, do whatever they forgot to do. And to me, that is an amazing but simple uh, way that someone can be more of them or that, that Hiller uh, as a brand was more of them is that they showed, like if I went to an interview there, that would mean something to me. You know what I mean? Because I would see. Sure. And then you wouldn't think about it that much. It'd be kind of subconscious, but you would see it and be like, oh, okay. Like you'd internally say like, they care about people here. So sometimes you can do things that signal that like a shift, like, hey, pay attention. There's stuff going on here that's different here. Or maybe this is better, be, you know, you don't know why maybe, but Brembo Breaks has those red brake pads, right? Well, A1 Garage Door, Tommy Mello, they have red springs on their garages. And, you know, I, I, I don't, again, I wasn't behind the scenes on these decision-making, but I would assume it was probably, there's, a, there's five questions we have in the workbook. That one of them is steal like an artist. And, I, oh, you know, I to me, that. I look at it, it's like, that's stolen right out of the Brembo type of book, right? It's like, hey, here's the key part that a lot of our cu customers are going to see and interact with when they have our product, uh, that and the touch, the clicker, those two things. So let's, how can we make it more unique? How can we let them know that they did, that they chose something that's better than the rest, you know? And so by but taking those extra steps to powder coat those things red, that's a big, that's a big difference. Like people want red braid pads and maybe people will want the red springs as well when they come over and they're like, oh, mine aren't red. And they're like, oh yeah, well, we hired this company to, and let me tell you what else they did. And also they named our you know, yeah, we got the, the Timmy package because they named it after our kids. So you have three markets you serve. One is your team members. The, the second is the clients that pay you. So you have people that you pay, people that pay you for jobs. And the third is the people don't pay, that you don't pay or pay get paid for jobs at all, which is your community. A lot of people think community service, like work at the soup kitchen, whatever. But what I look at community is like literally anyone that you come into contact with or you or your team while representing your brand. So that means sure. by extension, when you go to the gas station, the gas station tent is part of your community, right? Who, who, what business do you know? Now, think about how much our, our clients, you and I's clients, gas up these uh, service pros. How, how many of these technicians are gassing up every day or they're getting lunch every day or whatever? How many of those companies have ever thought, you know, what's the craziest way that we could be friendly every single time that we meet people at the gas station while pumping gas or the gas station attendant that we see multiple times a week? Like, what's the craziest way we could be friendly? Because that's maybe one of our personality traits. Or maybe one of our personality traits is humor or whatever. Like, but whatever it is for you, it's like no one's asking questions like this. This is why I say questions are more important. Once you get these types of questions in front of your team, if they care about it, which they should, because you're picking it, you're doubling down on the idea that's most important to you in life. You should see some things start to click into place there to where people actually want to help you build whatever it is you want to build. And it has nothing to do with money because ultimately, uh, you know, at some point, in America, most people get enough money where they they're looking for something else, and and this yeah. thing can do that for companies. And well, we talk about it, we talk about it all the time here. It's like you know you can be the most effective. People aren't looking for the cheapest option; they're looking for the best option. Mm -hmm. And so you know you have to think about what you are delivering when it comes to your price point. So I 100% agree with you. If there's one big takeaway you would like all of our listeners uh, to watch for the trades to leave with, what would it be? 
it really is the the only thing that you have to get right fundamentally is your core belief. Um, there's a couple things you have to get visually um, to represent it, which is your your logo, your wrap, uh, your uniform, and your website. Those are like basically that's the st- like that's the stuff you have. Those are the static things you have to get right when as it pertains to your outfit or facing things. But the fundamental stuff. I mean, I would say really the whole fractal brand system, which is comprises of three main core categories and then kind of umbrellas down. But again, all of that starts with one idea too, and that is the core belief. But it's a three-legged stool. So even if you can't figure out your why, but you figure out your personality archetype, which is probably the easiest one to do, that gives you so much more, uh, you have at least one leg to your stool now that's articulated clear. By the way, they're already there. You just don't have them, you just can't use them because they're not articulated and and, and clear yet so that you can pass them along to your team. So it's like, we're not making anything up. We're clarifying, articulating, and figuring out systematic ways to implement these things. So even if you can just get one of those legs, I would say it's going to be tremendously better. Now it helps you to actually systematize all of this stuff, whereas all like before you just kind of wing it every single time you do anything. And, uh, and so I think it better equips people. A lot of these you know, business owners, they don't know why they can't get people to do things in a consistent, cohesive way or why the marketers like, I hire somebody, it always looks different from another designer or website. You know, all you have to do is just give them the framework. And if you could do that, it makes your life so much simpler um, and, and puts you on track to start to create that, that consistent, clear vision in the market for the right team members, the right clients. And yeah, all you have to do is be more of you. So I'd figure out at least one of those components of the fractal brand system, which is what's my brand arch- personality archetype, which somebody can search that online. They can find books about that. And like, what's my core belief? and what is my brand story, so. All right, well, Ryan Kettering, thank you so much for being a guest on Toolbox for the Trade. Thank you, thanks for having me. Hey, Toolbox, Jackie here with a quick message. As a listener to this podcast, I know you've heard contractors rave about how Service Titans integrated solutions help them extract the most out of every job like Atotal Plumbing, who used Marketing Pro to remind their customers they offer financing. The result? $44,000 in revenue from just one email. That's one simple example of how Service Titan's integrated solutions help contractors unlock hidden revenue and time savings. Click the link in the show notes to learn more.